Welcome to the Good Life Podcast. Are you ready for more? <laughs> hi, hi. Welcome to another amazing episode of The Good Life. As usual, today I'm here with some amazing women. I will be discussing Dare to Show Up, which boils down to, you know, being consistent. With me, I have here Diola, I have Jumoke, I have PJ and P.O., and um, we're scheduled for another amazing time discussing, you know, this topic. My name is Ayodele Otsujiri, and welcome again to The Good Life. So we'll get right into it, um, guys. So The Good Life today is talking about there to show up. Then we'll take it from the perspective of consistency. Starting off is, have you ever committed to something? You committed quite all right to it at the beginning, but, you know, at some point during the conversation, you just could not fulfill your part of the deal. The experiences that you had in that light. Jumoke, I don't know if you mind taking us on it. Okay. Yes. I mean, there are different times and several times that it's been hard to show up, especially because of the kind of life that I live. Um, I'm committed in church. I'm a visionary. And there's so many things that I want to do that I'm supposed to do that God has put on my heart to do. And sometimes... Because of the things that I have to do, it's been difficult. I'm, give, I'm going to give you an example. So I started something, an enterprise called the Lagos Project and Exhibition, right? In 2014, I was a student out of school, just graduated. And then energy was high. You know, we didn't really back to back 2014, 2015, you know, 2016, 2017, 2018. <laughs> I was getting married, right? And we couldn't have the edition for 2018. I was like, God, oh my God, I want to have to tell the police 2018, but it couldn't happen because other things came up, right? And then we, we didn't have that for 2018. Okay, I got married. 2019, oh yeah, let's go back. It was hard to even now come back again. And then what happened? And I'm going to just throw this in here. And that's where community comes in. Because there are times where you're, you, you want to do something, you're committed, but there are support systems that you have that can help you, that can push you, you know, to go back to the drawing board, to get back on your feet, right? The Bible talks about how a man falls down seven times and then he rises up again. And then in 2019, I had a friend of, my beautiful, amazing friend, Maradion of Blessed Memory. You know, God just told me to speak to her in 2019 and I spoke to her and then we're on this journey together of, you know, okay, let's, we had meetings every Monday morning by 9 a.m., you know, we're talking about plans, what to do. And we had a date in December, December 2019. I didn't know that was going to be the last time I was going to talk to Maradio. And thank God I listened to the Holy Spirit to so speaking to her um, in that phase of my life. And I spoke to her. We had a, the event in 2019. I came back again. It was a smaller event than we used to have. But I showed up again, right? 2019, December, we had the event. 2020, you know, we had another one. You know, and that's just a story of how... I was committed to this thing, but things happened. And the consistency, you know, went down the drain a bit. And then my support system, my community, it helped me come back again. And then we pushed again, you know. So things like that, it's normal. It happens that we would be, we would commit to something. And then life will throw us different things here yeah, and there. Yeah. And then, but then we'll have to rise up again. 100%. I think it reminds me of the story of Esther in the Bible. I'm sure we all know the story. When the Jews were facing, you know, all the tribulation and Mordecai had reached out to her and she was in, like, no, she can't. I think her initial response was, won't be able to do it. And Mordecai sent a message back to her to tell her that uh, maybe God has put you for a time such as this. You have to show up for us. You have to ensure that you show up for your people. You can't just be there, queen, and not have an impact. And she told them, 
go back. Same thing you said about support system. Go back and tell the people to fast and pray for me. And, you know, it's, it's, it's that support system because there's something that just, just feel like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I need to do it. I need to do it by myself. And if I can't do it, you know, I can't do it. But she um, went back to them saying, pray for me. And then, you know, if I perish, I perish. But I would show up relying on the strength and the prayer of all of the other people. I would be able to overcome. And um, Diola, I don't know um, if you have any experience where you actually committed to it. For sure, you said yes. And then afterwards, we're like, well, not really, or not like that, stuff like that. Okay, so um, I'm going to talk about, so something I committed to early this year. I almost didn't show up, but I showed up. So late last year, I'd spoken to a couple of people that I wanted to do a um, series of documentaries this year, you know, so some people I was going to interview, I'd spoken to them, and then eventually we agreed on days and things like that. Um, we had to reschedule at some time. But eventually, when we then agreed to a particular day, guess what happened? I fell ill the night before. I said, like, I was seriously ill that I fell ill like two days before the interview was due and I had to be admitted to the hospital. I was on drips and things like that. And in my head, I was just thinking, I committed, I told these people that I was going to run this interview. And it wasn't just the people I was going to interview, the crew that was going to work with me and things. I, I just didn't want a situation where I was going to have to cancel and then have to reschedule another time that I wasn't even sure. So what did I do? I just, I was like, God, please help me. And then the next day when they discharged me from the hospital, <laughs> I carried my bags and I went for the interview. It was, it was really important for me because I wanted to break that. It was a project I had wanted to work on for so long. And for me, it was like, if I don't do it now, if I don't get up from this hospital bed and go and do this thing, it, it, it was just going to mess up a lot of things. So it wasn't convenient at that point, but I just did it. Yeah. And I mean, it, it went well. Fantastic. Fantastic. I think, I think that leads me to a second question on my mind that... You know, what then is the difference between giving an excuse, saying, I'm sorry, I, I just couldn't do this. Also um, explaining what's the reason behind, the reason why you couldn't show up. Just trying to differentiate between both excuses and, you know, giving maybe a reason, a justification for this is the reason why I couldn't show up. I really wanted to show up. But then how do we balance it? How do we, how are we able to balance it that for sure this person couldn't show up? And basis that maybe we need to help, we need to support. I don't know if PO has a perspective on this. Balancing excuses and, you know, giving the reason, justification why I just am not able to show up now. I would love to do this, but I'm not able to. And then let's assume it's your superior to people. How do you even carry on those kinds of conversation? How is it okay to carry on those kinds of conversation? All right. That's an interesting perspective. You know, I believe that everyone needs to have some form of inner compass that that guides you you need as an individual you know there needs to be that drive about you no one knows what you want to achieve or what you want to accomplish better than you you are the carrier of the vision you are the carrier of the dream whether it's something that you have you are birthing on your own or is your part in a larger um, organization or, or a larger vision and stuff like that there are things that you might can say to yourself and you succeed in deceiving yourself, you know, and nobody knows, and it will be acceptable to other people around you. But within you, you know that there is definitely more that you could have done, you know, to make it happen. You can get to a point where you just, you know, give up, you know, cave in and, and quit and all that. But you know, I think there's that inner compass within you that makes you understand, 
you can still do this. It's difficult. It's painful. It's going to take a lot from you. But I know that I can still push harder. I know that I can still drive, you know, further than where I am. So I would say to every woman, be true to thyself. Mm. You know, there are times when genuinely you know that you have reached your limits. You have reached your limit. You know, you need to take a break. You can't do, you can't deliver on that assignment just right now. But even then, in giving an excuse, you are not just turning away from that assignment, but you're preferring a solution. Okay, I couldn't deliver now. I couldn't deliver in this manner, but this is what is going to happen rather than, you know, walking away completely for, you know, from, yeah. from it. So I yeah. think, you know, yeah, there needs to be that inner guide where, you yeah. know, you can't, you, can't, you can't deceive every other person, but you can't deceive yourself. You can't yourself. deceive yourself. Some of the, the sometimes the reasons why I I mean because there have been plenty times that you know I committed to things that you know I didn't show up for and at the bottom of it I find out that aside from the times that I had genuine reasons some of the times I didn't really show up was because I was afraid hmm. you know I was afraid that would I be able to do this am I sure I'm up to the task hmm. even though everybody is cheering you on and mm. saying oh mm. yeah because you know when you're a very active person mm. and you have a lot of energy you know people are like mm. when I tell people sometimes that I'm, I can be shy they're like yeah mm. right tell us something new mm. you know so I mean fear can be one of those factors yeah. that you know yeah. um, prevents us from showing up aside from so when you have fear every reason every every excuse then becomes a very logical reason not to show fantastic fantastic so we'll take um, more um, comments and conversations immediately after the break. The Good Life will be right back. The Good Life is right back. Before we went off, we we're only discussing about, you know, the pressures. Conversations Diola was just explaining how sometimes it's fear that actually holds her back from, you know, showing up. And it, it, I think it reminds me of a story or a time in my life when at work, I'd done so much. I'd done, I just finished a relaunch. I was doing like multiple things and I felt I was doing a lot, but I didn't hear from anyone in the business. You know, I didn't get any thumbs up from the people around me. I knew that, you know, the, my brands were doing well. I knew that, you know, we're selling our mental awareness, our availability, everything had gone up, but nobody came to me to just give me that. And so because of that, you know, I had this almost imposter um, syndrome that, oh, you're not good enough, you're not... And I, I reached out to some women that, you know, are also marketeers in their field, in other businesses. How do you manage this? What are you supposed to do that? I know I've done enough, but I still feel like all that I've done is still not enough. I still want to do more. And the sad part is, you know, I'm the only woman that is on the management committee. The other guys don't talk too much. So I don't even know if, you know, I'm doing so well. I know that, you know, every now and then I'm being promoted. They are giving me a pay rising and there. But I feel like there's still more that I can do. What do I need to do? And um, there was a particular woman that told me she was the CEO of a global uh, multinational. She told me that, um, you know, God helped me with something right from when I was young. And I think that's what, what has helped me, um, you know, from, um, you know, young until where I am, that I go to work every day putting my best and that it, it seemed like God removed that maybe muscle or vein that just makes you regret. That she never regrets. That it's not even something she does in her own power. It's just like God blessed me with it. That every day I wake up in the morning, I'm going to give my best today. And when I give that best, it is enough. 
it is enough. I've done it. And I'm not going to go back regretting it because I know that when I woke up that morning, I went, I could, there was not more extra I could have done. Everything I could have done, I did that day and the next day and the next month and the next year. And that itself told me that, you know, that's enough. Yeah. And if that's not enough for people around me, I know that's enough for me because I did my best. And ties into what P.O. was just saying that, that inner, you can deceive everyone, but yeah. you can't deceive yourself. Yeah. I'll just, um, P.J., if you can just talk a bit about um, how do you know it's, it is enough? How, how can you just, where you as a woman just beat your chest and say, I've done it. I know I've done more than enough. It is enough. How do you add to what P.O. Oh, I said. <laughs> okay, so without trying, I'm not going to try to add. I'm just going to, you know, see if I can maybe elaborate or bring in a different perspective. And I must say that this has been a very enlightening conversation for me. So how do you know when it is enough? There's a story in the Bible that comes to mind for me. And it's this story about two fellows who were asked to do something. One said yes, the other one said no. The one that said yes didn't show up and the one that said no eventually did the job and that teaches me something you shouldn't be too quick to say yes people can hold only hold you to the yes that you said mm. if you didn't say yes you didn't say yes you can come back <laughs> later and say oh i've had a rethink mm. and i can do this and you can come back later or you don't even have to come back later if you've evaluated it and you're like, I really can't handle this right now. But I think that story teaches us a lesson. Pause. Pause and try and think things through. It puts a responsibility also on those who are superiors in some way, form or fashion. Whether as a parent, a boss, a pastor, you know, you know where you have the, in quote, authority or power to ask people for their time, or their service and things like that, I think we must be willing to be comfortable with no. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We must be willing to be comfortable <laughs> with no. I think it's a cultural thing, being raised in... Sometimes in Africa, it's like saying no is like... Um, it connotes... Like disrespect. It's disrespectful, yeah. exactly. So I think it, it is a cultural thing, and it's something that we're having to break out of, because... What you see is um, there was a conversation I was having with one of my colleagues and she's Indian only child. She was complaining that she moved to another city because of work and her mom and dad, you know, wanted to move with her there. And she's like, stay, you don't have to enter my life. I'm like maybe 29 going on 30. I want to live my life. I'm moving to a city because of work. Stay where you are in your own city. I'll visit you from time to time. And she used the particular word. She said that she just wishes her parents were not over overcompensate when raising their children because that takes you to a point where you feel like you know you have to be then you don't have your own life and she explained the reason why her parents are like that she said you know her mom had to quit working maybe from very early because she had to raise her and so she has gotten everything about her life is around her and she just felt you overcompensated for me I, if you asked me i would have told you do your job i would have gone to boarding school i'll be okay with that but when you've left your job, you spent your entire life raising me, and now it's time for me to move on, and you're holding on to me. You want to make decision on what I wear as a 30-something or 30, uh, early 30s. You want to be the one that chooses the job. That, no, don't do that. Leave me. 
and that's how we are raised. It's a culture. Yeah, Our parents, because yeah. Because she, she, she's like their investment. Yes. You know, so they are trying to... Yeah, and they won't answer. The, they, yeah, they don't know when to answer. Yes. They actually don't know when to answer. They've overcompensated. And I told yeah. her that, see, the reality in Africa, a lot of parents, they'll do it gladly. And if you... If they go and come back to this life again, they will still overcompensate. And that some things is just gradual that, you know, people are trying to move away from that. You know, parents are seeing that a lot of women are doing career now. A lot of women are working on like maybe like 10 years ago when, you know, most of them were not really working. It was either business or you were a housewife, right? That just takes me to another conversation that is it enough? Is it enough when raising your children? You know, some people are against the notion of nannies. Like, I don't want any nanny to raise my child. Some people are against the notion of, why should I do CS? I have to give birth to that baby by myself. CS is like, I'm not a mother. All of those, and I, and I don't know, maybe Pio, you can just give us some insight on how is it enough? Um, how do we balance it with all of these cultural nuances that just come to play? When you, there are some school of thoughts that will say that, no, why should you um, do CS? Why should you use epidural? What's it called? Yeah, why should you do that? Like, you have to go through that pain. It's the cause from Eve, Adam and Eve, and we have to bear it. Or why should you have a nanny? God gave you these children, raise them by yourself. So how do we bring that balance in this, you know, in this, in the light of this age and the light of the situation? I think we we have to make the the main thing the main thing. I mean, when it comes to the issue of um, children and all, the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go and and stuff like that. But as much as we parents, you know, we want to invest in our children and we want the best for our children, you know, you don't have everything to make that child what that child ought to be. Mm. And you need to be, you need to be comfortable with that. You know, you are, it's not, it's not 100% of your input that is going to make that child, you know, what they are. They need other influences. And you need to understand, you know, when to allow other people, to, and people are different for goodness sake. People are, have, have different backgrounds, you know, people have different objectives, people have, you know, different paths that they're going to run. You know, just like you said, you know, there are people that say, oh, I can never allow a nanny. Okay, maybe that's, that's the path that God has given you. But then someone then hears that and then decides, oh, okay, I'm going to raise my children myself. I'm not going to allow. You will just suffer. <laughs> suffer. You will just kill yourself. Yes, yes. Understand where you are. God has placed resources. God has placed answers around you. You know, maximize the things, the people, the relationships that God has placed around you per time. You know, God has not called you to do life alone. So someone, you know, like they say, a proverb in Yoruba, you know, don't don't use another man's clock to run your own race. Exactly, to run your race. And every man to his own race. So understand what your primary objective. Okay, I want the best. Okay, what is the best for this child at this time? You know, what is the best for my career at this time? If I, if I need to, to give all my attention to this career and my husband and my family, just for a while, you know, they need to, be, to, to wait. But at this time, you know, I need to focus on this and stuff like that. So every man, I mean, you must understand yourself and, you know, what's the main thing that I'm supposed to be focusing on now? Focus on it now. You know, use all the help you can. Get all the help that God is making available for you and just get that thing done. I yeah. want to chip in. I want to chip in. Yeah. And this story you made, you mentioned about this lady, your colleague at work, about her parents and all of that. Something happened in my life recently. God was leading me to do something else, to serve another man. I have my own business. I have my stuff, my own, you know, things that I do. But God was leading me to serve another man. I'm, by the way, I'm a new mom of a eight-month-old baby, right? And this, this would mean that I'm going to quit and unquote, go into like a nine-to-five, like a full-time nine-to-five kind of, work i've not done that in years and 
when you got to the point where I had to talk to my husband about it, let's let's talk, let's plan, and all of that. And I got to a point where I was resolute that you know what I'm doing what God has asked me to do in this time. I would not because my baby is here, and I'm like ah, I must take care of my baby. I must be here and now give up on what God is telling me to do. And I think that is where what Pastor Oina was saying about the inner compass. You know, we must have a resolution in our lives, in our hearts, that we God's word is our final authority. Yeah. And God knows the future. God knows what's going to come in five years' time, in ten years' time. And this decision is telling me to make now would impact me in five years and will obviously impact my baby, right? So if I don't do what I'm supposed to do based on my physical circumstance or what I'm seeing or thinking, my mind is limited. It's finite, right? I would, I would miss out on what God has in store for me in the next 5, 10 years, right? So I, what I did, I still showed up. I did what God wanted me to do. I made plans for my family and my baby, right? There's a nanny, let's say, fortunately for me, my husband, there's something happening in his life at this season that's making him available as well when I'm away Mondays to whatever time. He's available when my baby, I'm not available. You know, but I'm doing what God wants me to do because if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I know it in 20 years' time. My son would tell me that, mommy, you should have done it. It's just the same way this, this girl is saying, right? I'm sure he would have said, it was you that didn't do it. You have done what God told you to do. It was not my fault, right? You know, so it just, it just boils down to just knowing what God is saying you should do. God's word is final authority. Make the necessary plans. Make use of your support systems and not, and not burn out, really. Yeah. And I think understanding that those support systems are like God's way, God's um, yeah. help to yeah. you. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times we are afraid to use support systems. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. For anyone who's listening and is maybe even in a season where they're already experiencing a burnout, you know, they've had it up to here. It's like, it's enough. I'm full. I'm, you know, the cup is full. There's, you can't put anything here anymore. You know, there is a refuge in God. Um, he never, the Bible says that, have you not known, have you not heard? God doesn't lack strength. He never faints. He's never weary. And because of that, he has an infinite supply of help available yeah, for available, us. Yeah. You know, and he can lead us to that help. He yeah. can make that help available yeah. if we will just ask him. Fantastic. I think in that vein, if you can just pray for us, um, PJ, for people that are experiencing burnout, because it's a real thing, a lot of, you find a lot of women trying to overcompensate, like just doing it, sometimes to please people, sometimes um, in just, uh, this is how I was raised, this is what the culture expects of me. And then we burn out and burn out and burn out and burn out again. So to, to help people, um, I think we should just pray and commit those people to God's hand that, you know, anyone experiencing burnout right now, God should touch them, reach out to them and give them the wisdom there's also the cultural thing of, you know, I have to do it by myself. Get it done. That's when you're a hero. Every other person helps you to raise your child, then you are not a mother. Do it, and then when we see you su- suffering and you're thin as a broom, then you've done a good job. Yeah, we'll give you an award. It's also a cultural thing. So people are experiencing burnout upon burnout, you know, and they are going through, um, if you look at, you know, the statistics of women that have health challenges, it's because of all of these things, because they then tend to neglect their health. So putting those people before God and praying for them that anyone experiencing such kind of burnout, first God will open their eyes, give them clarity to know these are the steps I need to take to correct this and repurpose my life back to God and then just have strength to do that. All right, let's pray. Um, Dear Father, we thank you for everyone who's listening in today. We thank you for every woman and any man that chanced on this program. 
Lord, we ask for your wisdom. You said, if you are, you know, weary, heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. Lord, we pray for wisdom. We pray for their eyes to be opened. We pray that you will help us to see, all of us, the provisions that you have set around us to already take away the load, the, the burdens that uh, life seems to bring our way. Lord, we pray that you will give strength. Mm. You will give strength. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14 mm. that we will be strengthened with might according to the riches of your glory in our inner man mm. by your Holy Spirit. We ask for strength for Amen. everyone listening. Amen. Strength in their spirits because Amen. our spirits drive our lives. Amen. When the spirit is strong, everything else can stand. Amen. Lord, we ask for strength in our spirits Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And by your wisdom, help us to chart our way back. Help them to see Amen. how to get back on their feet. Help Amen. them to see where that strength lies Amen. and how to take advantage of it. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Special thanks to Ebenezer Umudi at the Audio Console. The Good Life Podcast was directed by Wandu Alayode and produced by Modupe Ijishesan for Kingsworth Global.